All right, y'all. Welcome to episode 74 of Can't Call It with your boy, J. Kill. And your boy, Jay Ray. And we bike is up. Yeah. We got a special guest in the building, huh, Jay Ray? Super special guest, man. Let me tell you, if if I'm Wolverine, this is Professor X. If, if, I'm, if I'm telling you, this is my mentor, man, my big brother. This dude looked out for me. I remember one time I was eating nothing but air sandwiches, and Ed hit me up and was like, look, go to the grocery store, man. You're withering away. And that stuck with me for the rest of my life, you know? I was, look, man, I was I was losing calories so fast, I was scared to take a dump, man. I didn't want to sit there. <laughs> but look, Ed looked out for me. Every time I was I was on my ass, he helped me pull me up from a bootstrap. This is, this is none other than the big brother, the one, the only, YMCA legend, three on three tournament, I probably owe him my registration fee still. Mr. Edric Martin, let's go, y'all. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Big Ed, what they call him. How you feeling, my man? Man, I'm feeling good. Uh, I'm glad to be on here with you guys. Good to catch up. Man, so this is a very special episode because this is the only guest we've had who actually was our supervisor at one point in time. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about it. You want to talk about Jay Ray? Yeah, I want to know how he made that mistake. He hired hold on, you hold first. On. You, got, you got to tell him where we were working, though. <laughs> okay, so <clears throat> we all we worked at the YMCA. Now, Mr. Morton, I can see why he would hire Jason. Jason is a well-put-together young man. He has... He just walks in and he has good energy, you know? It looks like good things follow him around. And I was watching kids and stuff. I would hire him too. But then Kels was like, hey man, you should you should come on board, you know, add a cool boss and everything. I don't know how he didn't see that I was a knucklehead. He hired me too. So we I, I don't I, it, the the math ain't mathing to me. But I get it. I don't know if we was his 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 greatest triumph that we got through. <laughs> I got a feeling I know what the answer going to be, but I'm, I want to answer first. Yeah, I, I want to I got a feeling. Maybe he hired me because he needed bodies. I don't know. That's part of it. I bet that's part of it. You know, we, 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 we go through cycles where sometimes you're looking for bodies and, and guys just to, just to fill a role. I can't tell you. <laughs> that it wasn't we weren't looking for bodies, we, but we were looking for some men. Ace tell me that all the time. We never can find enough men that can uh, make sure some enough men. So it's a hot commodity uh, working in summer camp and childcare. But what I will tell you is back then, um that that first summer, that summer, we didn't have a initially, we didn't have a problem with having enough men at the group interview. Um so the things that that stuck out, you know, the people that we handpicked and plucked, it was because I thought that there was some value. And what I usually look for uh, when doing that is man, it boils down to personality and, and a willingness to be helpful, right? So, man, if you don't, if you can't have fun in a group interview setting for for to get hired in a summer camp job, and if you can't get hired for summer camp going through a group interview the way we did it. Then chances are you you probably weren't right for kids, <laughs> you know. Uh, and so, you know, I, I think, you know, and it's intentional. I mean, I don't know. Do you remember how long the group interview process was? 
It was long. It was what? It was it, a couple it, hours or something. It, it wasn't short. I remember that. Yeah. It wasn't short. That's right. Oh so, so it it was um it was three hours. Dang, that's right. It was three hours because remember we had to do like an art project. You had to play some games. We had to facilitate mm-hmm. activity, right? And then through all of that, we're watching how you who's working together, who's taking lead, and then who who's creative and stuff like that. Yeah. So um, it, it's a good way of getting people outside of their comfort zone, and and while being able to see what some of their true natural personality is also. And so the, the, it's always interesting. Now, the guys I always enjoyed the, watching the most because, man, you know, I will tell you, women are just naturally talented and doing a lot of that stuff in, in that space, right? Mm-hmm. Especially mm-hmm. when it comes to the creativity stuff and mm-hmm. the, the, um, the, the, just the, the interaction piece, right? Um, so men that having guys, young young men and guys, because that's what a lot of it is at that at that time, that's coming to work for summer camp. That's not always the case. It's not necessarily that they've worked with kids before or know what they're doing, you know, have been exposed to it besides playing with nephews or nieces or little brothers and sisters and, and watching cousins and stuff like that. So that's always the uh that's always the fun part. When I, you know, I've watched a bunch of guys struggle, but they're just giving it all they have and just trying to make, <laughs> trying to make it work. And and, trying. And, and and those are those have been some of the better ones. What I could say about you and uh and, and Jason is what stuck out to me was versatility, right? Wasn't perfect, wasn't great, but the personality was 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 the right mix. And I will tell you. I know that I had a lot of fun with you guys. I was your supervisor, but 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 we had fun joking around. You know, oh, sometimes yeah. folks thought I was serious, but we played a lot too. Hey, <laughs> and I was how old were you when around that time? This was like what 2006, 2000. 2007 was my first summer camp because I still got the shirt. I sleep in it, man. I'm, I'm I got I'm hired, hard. yeah, because I got hired the summer before Jarvis. So the summer before Jason. Yeah. yeah. How how old were you around that time? Uh, so you're trying to make it do math uh, right now? Let's I'm see. just trying to think, like, because we was young and wild. Nope. So I was like, I was like 19, 20 years old. So I'm like, yeah. but in my mind, I thought you were so much older than us. That's why I'm trying to paint the picture. Like, you really wasn't that much older. I just know, like, at the time, it felt like. So, that's what, 17, so your first year was, what, 17 years ago? Yeah. Almost going on to 17 years ago. Yeah. So um, that would put me. 20 years would put me at 23. So I was 25 and 26. That's crazy. I remember thinking you had to be like, if he the boss, he got to be in his 30s or something. So <laughs> I was like, but he cool though. I was, I was like, this this dude, you literally could have been our older brother. Like, I think that's why we got along so well because you understood. I was 26, right at 20, yeah. 26 when I, when I hired you guys. Because remember, I started I started at the Y when I was 19. Mm. Mm. So I started at the front desk. And just turned oh, into a man. career. Turned into a career. Yep. Man, so that's I'm wild. Uh, I'm telling you. It's my girlfriend's fault. You know, she told, <laughs> me, she told me to go get a job at the Y. You know, so she lived across the street from that Y. At the A.C. Lewis one? A.C. Lewis. There was wow. so across the street was, was a small, a short street. It had four houses, two on one side, two on another. That was it. Yeah, and and so she, uh, <laughs> she lived in a rent house on that street, 
And so I was coaching football at the time. Um, I was a paid non-faculty, non-faculty paid uh, staff person, coach high school football. And one day, you know, I was like, yeah, need a little bit extra money. He's like, well, why don't you walk across the street and see if they're hiring at the Y? And, I, and that's what I did. So. Dang. So, so now I ended up marrying the same the same uh, girlfriend. So, <laughs> so whenever she would fuss and complain about me working too long or working too hard, I, I rarely passed up the opportunity to throw it back in her face that it was her fault. That's yeah. true. Got That's to. True. You, you got to. It's like the it's like the Barack Obama of the YMCA. He 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 started out grassroots and worked his way up to the top, man. You know what else? You, you, you know how else he liked Barack Obama? You know, how, you know how else? He he give us the daps like Barack, but then oh, yeah, yeah. shake when he get around <laughs> the people that he need to do it with. <laughs> look, look, we we in a professional in a professional world, you got you gotta you gotta show certain sides at certain times. That's right. That's you got multiple multiple personalities. Some some may call it code switching, you know, but some people call it surviving. It is what it is. Hey. <laughs> I call it versatility. In, yeah, in versatility, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you real look- talk though, Ed, uh, since I left you, you know, I, I went on to become a manager at a grocery store out in Texas, H E B. And we do the group we do the group interview process. It ain't three hours, but um I use a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. I've done really good. Yeah, we got it. We got ours out for about an hour and some change. Yeah. And the funny thing is, without even knowing it, I use a lot of those YMCA like oh, tactics. Cool. And I like a lot of times we have a grading sheet, but I would just go off a look and like feel and just see like oh this person would be a good fit with our group i don't care if they know the answers or not like that's what works so it's funny i picked up on that without even really like knowing it so kudos to you my man half the time in in latter years i didn't use a a, i had sheets just to take notes and jot down a couple thoughts and stuff but Mm -hmm. I, I knew what I wanted, what I'm looking for, so I could pick them out and I just write the names down and stuff. So it, yep. it, it is a it becomes a craft if you, once you do it enough time. Yup. Jay, right? Were so, you about to say something? All I was gonna say was you had brought up looks. I gotta commend Mr. Martin on uh he ain't hiding no booger wolves, man. He can, he, <laughs> <laughs> he, he might bring in one or two to keep the balance, but the rest of them, it was a slaughterhouse. It was a lineup, man. That's that's probably why I went so well in my interview because I was trying to impress somebody. I ain't gonna break up no names now. With the statute of limitations that passed, but yeah, that's probably why I did so well in my interview process because uh, it something had caught my eye, so I was ready to roll. Hey, man, our, our my little class went on to do big and big and big things, man. A lot of the people that I was hired with, they all doing yeah. successful young people. You still keep up with a lot of those folks. Oh yeah, man, my boy uh, Emerson. Uh, he was at my house not too long ago. Uh, I don't know if I can say it out loud. But he works for a, a government organization that's <laughs> got three letters. You could you could do the math. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I keep up with the people, man. Awesome. Uh, There's one person we kept up with for a little while till uh, we almost got some trouble. Uh, young Darius. There's <laughs> Darius Harrison. Yes. 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 <laughs> Jarvis, tell 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 the story about the flag football game. Man. Okay, yeah, this is this is story time. Play the drop the story time music, man. I'll drop Look. the music. <laughs> so 
I think Ed was at this event, man. We had a flag football game. Uh, your best friend was the quarterback. And uh, I don't know if you remember this, Ed, but Darius was the last one to show up before the game, right? And we stretching and everything and everybody getting ready. You know, we talking strategy and whatnot. And it, Darius pulled up with like his brother and this chick. And she got on like, Stripper attire. It's it's straight like she was like, classy. She she looked she came in. She looked like Bret Hart. Now she had pink and black on, <laughs> and it was tight. It was tight, man. I was like, hold on, she fine. She bad, but uh, why she out here, dog? So there is stretching and everything. I'm like, bro, what uh, <laughs> what's going on? I he's, that. Yeah, he's like, can't leave leftovers in the microwave, man. <laughs> <laughs> and we at the YMCA, the Young Men Christian Association. <laughs> it, it was an adult flag football. It was adult. It was adult. It was very adult that day. Hey, wasn't that the flagship <laughs> one? Wasn't that um manship? Manship. Yeah. yeah. This one, Marenko Clark. Uh, nah, would've been more accepted at those locations, bro. He had to go through manship, bro. I was hey, like, well, but what, what did he do in that game, Jarvis? Man, he balled out. I think he damn to kill somebody though. He he tackled somebody yeah, and squared the chest. He hit somebody. I was like, yeah, that's that's a stripper tackle right there. He's trying to yeah. show. He's yeah, trying to show. Me. When y'all played played ball when y'all were young, and the girls were in the stands, you gave a little bit extra effort. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. I can't so, knock them. I remember playing a Brett ball, and there was someone I had a crush on. I might have been thirteen and stuff, and playing. Uh, break. It was a Saturday, and this, this uh, uh, one of my classmates at the middle school showed up to the game. Did, just happened to be there, watch her cousin or brother or something. Boy, I went off that game. <laughs> I don't know what anybody else did. I don't know if we won, but I went off. <laughs> had a little pep in my step. You know, that's what the ladies will do to you from time to time. Hey, that's it. Hey, uh, speaking speaking of pep and stuff, I remember. Uh, Ed got us to sign up for this three on three basketball tournament one time. And uh was that a break on Clark? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we already did the story time on um skip it, but uh <laughs> I just remember one time Ed was like, hey y'all wanna play basketball? And I was like, yeah. I said we and he was like this weekend. <laughs> like, get you a squad. <laughs> I was like, are you playing? He was like, I might. And uh Nah, Ed wasn't playing, man. He was on the team, but <laughs> he had no intentions of sweating. <laughs> we had four members playing, but we only played three deep. And we, we carried ourselves all the way to the, the championship game before we burned out. But yeah. Man, that, that was a competition, man. <clears throat> I remember we beat the Canes team with our boy B. Tompkins. Yeah. Uh, we beat uh, that team that had that cat from Memphis. Man, he hit me with the chicken wing, man. Man. <laughs> He spun on me and dunked on me, and I was like, I don't know what to do. I just froze up because he put his elbow dead in the center of my back, mm-hmm. and I never, I never experienced that before. I just froze, man. Yeah, man. We we ran out of gas and we ran out of size. Jarvis was our biggest player. That was that was the problem. <laughs> it, it worked for a while. <laughs> once, once you got deep in, it, 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 it kind of mattered. Yeah, Jarvis yeah. was out of position. It wasn't his fault. Yeah, it wasn't his fault. He was just out of position, man. Hey, man I tried my best, man. I tried to be like uh, the big brother in the blood realm. I tried to. <laughs> 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 I 
when we, when we started playing guys that was like a legit six four, six five, that wasn't gonna work no more. It was over at that point. Yeah. Man, Andrew, so uh you got some some Florida State ties? Got some peripheral Florida State ties. I, I didn't go to Florida State, but I've I've spent some time down in Tallahassee. Okay. Lived probably a mile from the campus. Oh wow. So went, went to some games and um <clears throat> had a bunch of friends that went there. So I, I was a big Florida State fan. Even mm-hmm. before moving to Tallahassee, I was a big, big Florida State fan. Um so you know, back in the days, you know, with with Peter Ward, Ward Dunn and and Charlie Ward and all that stuff. So oh, okay. So how how did you feel about uh the season this this year with Mike Norvell taking over? Or do you still keep up with him? I keep up with him a little bit. Yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not as heavy into them as I was, but yeah. uh, but I do keep up with them because you know um, the you know they played LSU the first mm-hmm. game of the season this year. Yep. So I thought Mike Norvell was a good hire. Um, I still think I still think he he probably a good hire once he gets his recruits in there and gets his system going um, and, and get that ship up and running. I think they'll 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 be relevant again probably in the not too distant future. Man, he doing better than Willie Taggart already, so <laughs> something's up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Willie, hey, so, Willie yeah, Willie so, so next next year, you know we got a rematch with him in Florida this time. Oh, was it a home-and-home? Home? I didn't know it was a home-and-home. Yeah, home. yeah, we playing. Was Is it in uh, Orlando? Yeah, it's in Orlando. It's going to be who's the cheesiest. We're going to find out. There you go. Well, if, if you had to put money on it now, who, who would you bet on? I would bet on uh, LSU. Smart man. Why is that? It it, it appears that their recruiting class and a transfer class is going to be a little bit better than than theirs. Now, the I don't anticipate them playing a lot of their freshmen. Maybe a maybe a couple, right? But the the transfer portal um, was kind to them, and it looks like it'll. I would suspect it'll be kind to them again this year, just because LSU. They outperformed expectations, uh-huh. you know, and so that that always helps in the recruitment process. No, for sure. Uh, what you think about Brian Kelly? Man, I will tell you, I was not. I respected Brian Kelly while he was at Notre Dame, and then prior to that at Cincinnati. But when he was at Notre Dame, I, I can't definitively say that I was a Brian Kelly guy, right? Uh-huh. Uh, like most but, of us, right, right. But what I, what I will say is, at the time that they hired him, um, I had to take another look at it because he was the most accomplished coach that they had hired at the time of the hire. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yep. Because so yeah, Nick, Nick Saban him. wasn't Nick Saban yet. Yeah, that's right. Nick Saban wasn't Nick Saban. Les Miles wasn't Les Miles. Mm-hmm. Right. Eric Donato wasn't either, and that's what, that went down. Less, less, less miles haven't been less miles before or after. So. That's right. That's right. So I, I, I didn't know. I didn't know if Brian Kelly would. I had to try to figure out if his style of play that he did at Notre Dame, if what that would look like here and stuff. Uh-huh. But I just didn't know. So I was probably, I was, I was um, optimistic because of the stature of the hire. Uh-huh. You know? But but man, I didn't I didn't know what the what the, what was left in the cupboard and how he would. Uh, my biggest question was recruiting. 
you know, mm-hmm. what he because he couldn't get a lot of you know, Notre Dame, not a lot of guys from the south and stuff went went up there, right? And so uh, we're already in the south, but but how would he be able to keep the, keep these guys home? If right. you can lock up, if you can lock up the state and then poach a few other states, we'll, we'll be competing year in and year out for the for the SEC. And if you win, if you if you're at the top of the SEC, then you can be in a conversation, a contender for the for the national championship. May not win it, but you'll be a contender. Hey, that's curious too, because like I know Urban's big thing was when he was at Ohio State, he always got some kids from the South. But Jarvis, you could probably speak to this: the the level of trying to get a kid to go to South Bend versus Columbus, the struggle oh, yeah. in that got to be different, yeah. right? It's way different, way different. And you know, <clears throat> I just think like 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 uh, Mr. Martin said, Brian Kelly initially be like, hey, I don't know, but. You look at the resume; it speaks for itself. He's he won. He's been he's winning everywhere he's been at. So, the proof is in the pudding, so they say. Yeah. But yep. speaking of recruitment, I gotta ask. This is gonna lead to another story time, because Ed, I worked for Ed for a while after you left, Jay. Mm-hmm. Like I was, I was his protege. You said a couple for, more years, right? Yeah, I kind of, I, I kind of did some of everything. I was a, a front desk guy, a extended day summer camp again but like i said ed would pull the elite staff but there was one hiring that i was like how you do this one this is a recruiting pitch he had to sell because you remember miss tracy now like i said this is the statute of limitations is passed but you remember miss tracy don't you yeah i remember Miss Tracy. all right Kels, for you since you don't know miss tracy was a badass cooler man <laughs> 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 and so look I was Ed's assistant at the time my office was like I didn't even have an office it was like a desk I had a desk outside his office and so I'd be sitting out there doing so that means like, you had free spot when I was there yeah okay. yeah, yeah, yeah so what I would do was act like I was working I can say it now I act like I was working making phone calls and stuff but really I was just watching the clientele come in and trying to see what Mr. Martin did for real I'm trying, you know so one day this bad looking like uh principal greer off of the steve harvey show cougar come in and she like sashay her way all the way to edric office for us i'm like damn who's that and so she come back out immediately i come in the end i was like hey what's the school what's going on <laughs> is she on the staff <laughs> and it was like yeah she worked for me i was like okay was i need to i need more details she was like look you can pull that. I'll give you a day off. I was like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay, best song. <laughs> Lo and behold, I didn't think I really could even get her phone number. So, like I said, she a cougar, well put together. I'm at the wide dusty, covered in lunchable crust and everything. <laughs> so, I see her through it coming in the office like for a week straight. And I keep, you know, saying, hey, like, hey, Miss Parker, just a little, you know, throwing it out there. So then one day she came in, I was like, this is it. This is my chance. I'm tired, bro. She looked bad every day she came in. So I was like, look, Ed, I'm going to shoot my shot. He's like, go ahead. Go ahead. See, Ed positive. He going to pump you up. So I went ahead. I said, look, Miss Tracy, give me your old ass phone number right now. <laughs> like, what's going on? She was like. For real, you want my phone number? I was like, yeah, give me your phone number. She gave me her number. 
we started texting and stuff. I think we made out one time. But this is why she dumped me, dog. <laughs> made out. We made out one time, bro. Let me tell you why she dumped me, dog. This oh, y'all at the max? <laughs> no, let me, let me tell you. This is, a cool, this is the most cougar reason I've ever been dumped, dog. She said, young man, you text me too much. And I don't have text messages on my phone plan. <laughs> <laughs> With all that chit chatting, bro. Yeah, she said, man, you got it. I was about that action. <laughs> hey, everything wasn't unlimited, unlimited text back then. Nah, That's true. It wasn't, but I was like, damn, Miss Tracy, like you could have, you could have warned me or something. I ain't know I had reached the limit, but she cut me off. She cut me. Oh man, man. So Ed, uh, we we talked about it briefly before, man. The some of these kids we were dealing with um let's let's yeah. just say that their, their parents were a bit challenged um uh, we had you know some single moms we had some uh i i know i used to work the, the checkout at the uh at the summer camp and sometimes it'd be like oh yeah. the girlfriend can get the kid but the mama can't get the kid and yeah. it, i would literally see some domestic disputes in the parking lot and the kid be like who do i go with mr jackson i'm like uh Hang tight. Let me call my manager. <laughs> but uh, sometimes we had these kids that just we we weren't equipped to deal with. Let's just say, like you dealing oh, yeah. with some 19, 20 year old kids. We trying our best, but every single day it'd be some kids we just could not handle, man. And um, yeah. what what went into that process of like how do we finally determine this kid just ain't for us? <laughs> I'm just like. <laughs> Because you don't want to give up on a kid. I, I understand. No, look, you don't want to give up every kid, but I have a philosophy, right? And this this crosses all realms and lines. And, mm-hmm. and my philosophy is um, um, you, you can't help everybody, but you you we have a duty and responsibility to help everybody that we can, mm-hmm. but we have to understand that that doesn't mean we can help everybody, right? Mm, yep. Some of the some of the kids we we couldn't help. Some of them we weren't equipped with, to help. Some of them we didn't have the skill sets or a certain level of training. And then even if we provided a certain level of training, 19, 20 year old kids in in real time, that still can be a challenge in connecting those dots because some things have to be repetitive. But when one off circumstances come up there's not enough practice that you can do to be able to navigate through a, through an issue on your own. And so, man, just, there's been, I've, I've invited folks uh, a number. It's gotten progressively more over the Mm -hmm. years, right? Um, Invited them to, to have an extended vacation away from the Y and away from the program and, and for them to, you know, find something else, right. That's better suited. Because yeah. some of it, some of the challenges that you're talking about is, you know, we would have kids that would, parents would come and say, oh, well, they're not like that at school. Well, so there's, there's two things. One is either you're not aware. Uh-huh. But two, what it what that usually means is that kid needs more. It, it, that kid doesn't need open structure. Uh-huh. And open structure is summer camp there's structure right. we have structure we have a schedule we have a routine but you're not in the confines of four walls uh-uh. so it's open structure and some kids need that 
structure structure, not open structure. Uh-huh. You know, don't understand how to handle the dynamics of that freedom and that type of free flowing interaction all day long. And you know, and and then some kids had some uh diagnosed medical issues that we couldn't, couldn't yeah I, I got nothing for you no. <laughs> and, you know it's gotten to the point part of it is there's an alphabet for everything for every, now I mean boy years ago I learned about OCD you know and it wasn't it wasn't you know ADHD and uh, ADD and then there was there was OCD or OCHD mm-hmm. which was uh you know the opposite of uh you know basically they they had an issue with authority. I was like, well, that that's probably not gonna fly here. Mm-mm. Not not gonna be able to do it. No. <laughs> not gonna be able to do it, right? So uh, I remember the first time I heard of OCD or whatever, whatever the term is, I was like, well, this this is gonna be interesting. Man. Oh man. So, we just, you know, we you I, I give them we give them as much opportunity as we can to be able to be successful but if we if i think that we can't be successful um having a kid in our care uh to set them up for success uh-huh. i don't want it i don't want to set anybody up for failure the kid us the parents and stuff and that's the conversation i'd have to have we'd have to have right the fans the tradition the glory There's nothing more thrilling than college football, and it all comes down to the national championship game happening on Monday. My go-to for betting is DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. With TCU and Georgia coming up, we got to make the right pick. And right now, new customers can bet just $5 on college football and get $200 in free bets instantly, win or lose. Plus, everyone can combine multiple bets for a bigger buyout with DraftKings same-game parlays. Those parlays come in clutch, especially when you're trying to get a gift for your old lady for Valentine's Day. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code TPPN. New customers bet just $5 on college football and get $200 in free bets instantly. That's code TPPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Break! Yeah, my, my favorite camp camper of all time was this kid named Atlantis. And I remember... He was my favorite because one, he was bad, but two, he had them glasses and his glasses was too big. I think his glasses came from like his big brother or something. They used to slide down his face all the way to here. But this kid, I used to love him because he was a truth teller. And that's why I like the kid so much because I I felt like he got in trouble a lot because he told the truth too much. So he was yeah, yeah, yeah. He just had no filter. So one day, right. we was playing and, that. And adults, can, adults can't handle, a lot of times adults and, and watching kids can't handle, uh-uh. don't know how to handle kids that don't have a filter, you know. Because the kid ain't lying. It's just, he it ain't, ain't appropriate. <laughs> so one day, we had this game where we had these inflatables and the kids used to get inside the inflatables and they bump each other and they had to like either knock them over or bump them outside of the boundary you want to point. And so there was a bit, there was a, a a kid one, and then there was a bigger one for adults for the kids who weren't regular size kids. Oh, the, be- the belly bumpers. The belly bumpers. Okay, so that's what we were playing, right? I had this girl in my group, Atlantis. I think was, I think this is what I had like the explorers. That's that that little middle group, right? Yeah, middle group. Okay, so there's this girl who wasn't the normal size of an explorer. <laughs> we'll put it like that. <laughs> She was, I think what they call now is obese is the correct term. 
she should she shouldn't have been in the little kid bumper. She's supposed to be in the big in the adult bumper. We I I was I was projecting ahead. I knew then it was gonna be a problem. So I, I got with Ed. I said, hey, let me get the adult bumper. He said, cool, take it. So I had to sit to the side waiting for her. She goes up. And I told her, hey, get the get this one. She goes, no, all the other kids using the little one, I'm going to use the little one. I said, man, that's probably not a good idea. So, she, But she tried it anyway. I said, okay, try it. So she jumped in there, and she flipped over and couldn't get out. And so the whole class laughed at her. Her feelings get hurt. She on the side crying. And my little partner was like, Jason, can you just you know make sure she's okay? I said, I don't know tell her. So she sit down next to who? Atlantis. Atlantis goes. I seen it coming from a mile away. Atlantis said, <laughs> I know why you didn't fit in that bumper. And she's sitting there sobbing and crying. She's like, why is that? Why is that? Atlantis said, that bumper thing was small and you real big. <laughs> and she, she bust out crying even more, man. And then she had to go to the office. Uh, yeah, he ended up having to call her mama and the mama got involved <laughs> let's just say this person was not the same race as us um so she got she took it to another level and i remember yeah. ed calling me to the office like jay what what happened with this situation man i said man Atlanta's just telling the truth man i don't know what else to tell you man <laughs> so but at this point Atlantis had had Issue after issue after issue. I remember yeah. at one point I had to put him with the bigger kids that wasn't even his age, just because his mental thinking was just that far oh, ahead. Yeah. And I remember we had a staff meeting. Uh, we got a vote on Atlanta. Can we keep this kid and can we not? I said, "Come on, man, let's keep him, man. Let's keep him." And said, "Jay, we can't help everybody. <laughs> we can't help all." I felt a little piece of my soul go away. I was like, "Man, I'm my boy, dog. No, I'm my boy." But I feel you, man. Atlantis was bad though. He had a lot of he had a lot of situations with hitting people and talking back. He disrespected the women all the time too. Every time a girl, uh, a woman, and, a, and that was like my partner tried to discipline him. He would say something real crazy to him. And every time I thought it was funny, but I couldn't laugh. I had to keep it together. But I said, man, my boy just, he too ahead of his time. He's like an old soul in a young man's body, man. He just yeah. wasn't going to work. You know, the deciding the, the factor is, you know, if he got to the point where we thought other kids might leave, mm -hmm. then if, they, if keeping the kid would affect the other kids staying, then uh, Yeah. Yep. That's messing with the church's money right there. Yeah, as as a, as a mature man now, I understand the business decision. <laughs> but at that time, I was like, man, we gonna give up on this little kid, man. But you had to tell me we wasn't giving up on him. It was just, you know, we got to keep this train rolling, man. We can't be having these kids disrupting the flow. I, I miss those survivor style votings in the in the, in the staff meetings after after a long day. Those staff meetings were full of good stories, man. Find out a lot about them kids. Man, oh man. So, hey, what's what's some of the, the the most challenging stuff you come across in your career, man? As far as like just the YMCA, just childcare in general, how it's changed from like the early two thousands to now. Like, is it the parents change, the kids change, is it just society in general, or do you find like you had the same challenges back then, or is it just is it new challenges? Kind of like walk me through that a little bit. Um. You know, I would say it, overall, the biggest change has been uh, from a staffing. Mm -hmm. 
Staffing has been the biggest shift that that I believe that is as far place. as like finding qualified people or people that are passionate about it or um yeah finding people that are passionate about it um and then you know folks that that can stick with it for an extended period of time mm. you know uh, right now it's challenging to find folks that that'll stay more than than a cycle a cycle being like a year or so right mm-hmm. uh, I mean this last this last year we would have folks we would onboard folks and in a month or two months they they've exited because they mm. you know realized quickly that it wasn't for them part of that is well and maybe I'll backtrack a little bit but that's a result of another symptom that's a result of Handling the kids has been become a little bit uh, more challenging, also, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, when you when when you don't have folks that are confident uh, and comfortable in being able to handle kids in a certain way, or don't have the skill set, then we lose them. And mm-hmm. the the after COVID, man, we're we're dealing with a lot more. Um, I'm not gonna say we're not dealing with a lot more troubled kids. Um, a lot more challenges have been manifesting themselves in a different way. So the social interaction, how they respond to adults and authority, you know, it's leveling out now, but last last school year was a rough, rough mm-hmm. go. Like in the after school and the summer camp, it was it was rough. You know, I mean we we had to we had to pay, we had to pay bonuses and stipends and Signing bonuses and retention bonuses for childcare staff, for part-time oh, childcare staff to, to come on, <laughs> so, you know. And so that that that's why I say the staffing was the biggest challenge because last fall, a year ago, last school year, man, I had executive directors. We had executive directors working in after school sites. Mm. Wow. So, so I mean that tells you how the the how short we were. Um, now we're talking. We had over forty some schools or something like that, but still, we're pulling. We're pulling your director level and executives from branches to and rotating them into childcare sites. Uh, especially, we're licensed, so we have to have bodies. We have to. Uh, we have to keep certain ratios. We can't have the the super groups that we, you know it, it would do sometime in camp and fudge numbers. Uh, so that was that was the biggest issue, and some of it's still lingering a little bit. But now we're just, you know, we, we turn folks. So, you think some of that with the staffing part is people got used to being like, as, as far as like the adults, you think it's because they were used to being isolated. And then it was like all of a sudden you throwing them back in these. I mean, let's just be honest, you throwing, you, that's a pack of wolves, them little kids sometimes, man. When oh. they just, they get hungry or even take them <laughs> to the bathroom sometimes, trying to make a line is tough. So, I think you go from being in like, confines of your own home you see yourself and your spouse maybe that's it the whole day so all of a sudden now you with a bunch of pack of wolves like that's got to be tough as far as the transition go yeah the um no i i think some of the some of the isolation probably had to do a little bit with that um from an adult standpoint but i think in general you know the other piece is man if you think about it the younger college age students haven't had to work in a few years, mm. in a couple of years, right? The, yeah. You have more, you have more college age students more than ever staying at home. Parents are really they're footing the bill and taking care of their taking care of their young adults. 
um, and willing to do it more so than than previous generations and stuff. And so um, there wasn't as much of a a need for the jobs because mom's taking care of the mom and dad's taking care of the cardinal. They got a roof over their head. They're going to school. And then they had all this government money. Government Trump, money Trump was, was giving them stimmies. Man, look, 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 <laughs> you were, look. I mean, and then some of it was simple math, right? If you were, but if you were working 20 hours a week, uh-huh. making 10 bucks an hour, uh-huh. that's 200, 200 bucks a week. So uh-huh. now you average four weeks a month, you're making 800 bucks. Uh-huh. Well, your, your tip for, from the, the federal relief program could have been, it was 2,400. Uh-huh. So, if you were managing your bills off of 800 previously, now you have triple that. You but I got to work for it. Work for a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so so that was part of it too. They were making more money sitting at home, and it was time to time to come back and stuff. Uh, you know, the people that were coming, you know, uh, didn't necessarily need it because everybody was hiring. So, yeah. so if I don't like this, I mean, how many how many Places you went to where there were signs on the door said now hiring. Everybody. Or fast food restaurant or whatever it was, right? <laughs> that was everywhere. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. They still hiring, man. They still that's right. Man, my um my last job, I had 544 employees, and it still wasn't enough. Like we used to do a group that's interview right. once a week, trying to just, just hiring bodies just, just in case. Just in case, that's right. Look, we 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 adopted, so we adopted uh, look a model. Don't stop hiring. Yeah. So we, we told our HR department, keep hiring, keep hiring, keep hiring. As a matter of fact, we created a recruiting department. Mm. We created wow. a recruiting department just to make sure that the program directors and the execs, you know, that there weren't any balls being dropped between them mm-hmm. doing executing their role and then focus on hiring people. So yeah. we just designated and dedicated specific folks to hire, recruit, and to onboard people so we can always someone leaves we can onboard somebody else wow that that's intense it sounds like a football program hey man you yeah. know one thing i thought about too is uh like my, my kid my oldest kid his kindergarten school year was all zoom so that was supposed to be the first year he actually went to school and so i think about him now trying to transition i mean he's doing okay but I think about some of the kids who might have already had, you know, behavioral issues or any type oh, of anxiety or whatever. It probably just got exacerbated at that point because. Oh, it got exacerbated. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we had to deal with some issues that we weren't used to dealing with. Not in the, not in the, to a level of frequency that we were seeing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look, I, I'm, I'm going to say this real quick. <clears throat> I got number love for Ed, but I used to think he used to send me to his trouble schools, man. When, uh, <laughs> when it was time for the assignments to come out or where to where to go every other couple of weeks or so. I was at Marydale and it was like lean on me, man. I got there. And I had to be like Samuel Jackson and uh and, and, Joe and, Clark. and yeah, Joe Clark had to be like I had to I had to get him in line, man. Then I thought I was cool. He sent me out to uh uh Bobby Jindal neighborhood. <laughs> I can't remember the school, bro. It was it was crazy though. And I was like, man. I must be on. I must be in the doghouse with Ed. He said to me out to these schools. I ain't got Damn, it. bro. <laughs> I, I had uh, I had what the magnet school, South Boulevard. Yeah, I, South I Boulevard. had South Boulevard, and I had um, I had the other joint. Um, 
damn, was the school at? It was like a, it was brand new at the time. I think I only had like six kids to start out with. See, see, I remember Ed called me like, "Hey, man, I got a special assignment for you." I like that. I had to meet the principal. Like, I ain't know nobody over there. I was like, "Okay, we out here." That's favor, man. I'm telling you, it was the exact opposite for me. I as they said, get a bulletproof vest when you go over to the Meridale. <laughs> you got all your stripes, man. Hey, man. I was I was OG at that time, George. Yeah, yeah, I was OG. Yeah, you right. You right. I was <laughs> working my way up. <laughs> Cause hey, I ain't gonna lie. Hey, we can talk about it now. South Boulevard was like the best spot. And because you could, you could, like you said, you, you fudge up the numbers a little bit. You count that milk right, you could take some home. <laughs> that was the only way we was making it through college was <laughs> taking some of that milk to the crib from South Boulevard. <laughs> you know, it was plenty of nights we was eating cereal. Hey, yeah. I wanna, I wanna shout out the South Boulevard staff because, uh, man, the mornings used to be tough in college, bro. Uh, the, the before school care, I used to call the uh the homeroom teacher like, hey, ma'am, I'm running late. I was I ain't making home to about three o'clock last night. So like, can you just hold it down till I get there? She's like, I got you, baby. Don't worry, don't worry. But and my my parents was good though. All, all them parents love me up there. So they was like, it's okay, Jason. We understand. You just a young man trying to live your life. We understand. But, so you know what I used to do. So so y'all gonna be upset with me. Uh, <laughs> so after you guys left. I modified how I paid folks for before care. Oh. So, <laughs> no. for before care, if you if you made it to your shift on time, mm. um, then I would pay you for like up to two and a half hours, three hours. Right? Oh, okay. So, instead of the bell ringing, like when you take the kids to breakfast at 8.15 or whatever, mm -hmm. you would get paid all the way to like 9.15, whatever, 9.30, whatever it is, right? Um, and stuff like that. So, Started doing that to make it. I wanted to make it more worth the while of the of the staff and stuff, you know, you know, because that poor care is tough. Man, you know, I don't. I stop. I stopped taking schools unless they made me do before care. We were. I, we started promoting aftercare, uh -huh. and they were like, "Well, we got to have before and after." We'll go with this other this other provider. Then I was like, "All right, well, we'll do before and we'll do before and after." Yeah, after school was to me it was fun. Like I used to look forward to after school because I would finish all my classes, <clears throat> drive down to South Boulevard, and I was I was living it up because it was me and Brittany. Brittany used to hate me because she was like, All you get to do is play games and I gotta do all the homework. I'm like, you don't have to do the homework, <laughs> but you don't like having fun with the kids. So you over there <laughs> mean mugging and stuff. So I play the games hey, and you do the homework. Tell her life's about choices. <laughs> That's it. You know, life's, about, life's about choices, man. Look, I tell you, I, so my first, my first uh, job working with kids was as an after-school care counselor at a private uh -huh. school, and man, I loved it. This is before I knew. This is before, man, and this was so laid back. You know, we we had rules at the Y where you couldn't play basketball with kids. You know, you couldn't do physical activity with the kids. You had to facilitate the games, right? Oh. But here, man. I would, I'd be, I'd be leaving, trying to get to, um, uh, I'd be leaving school or wherever it was, trying to get to that school so I could play football with kids. I mean, I was, mm -hmm. was all-time quarterback, right? Yep. And so, man, and just fill out my time sheet, and and man, I I went home one day and I told my mother, man, I get I get paid to play to play with kids. That's you know? it. This is cool. This is cool stuff, you know. Bro, so, my my kids used to ask me, 
Mr. Jackson, can you dunk on us? And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> they be like, we just want to see if we can block your shot. Can you just try to can you dunk on us? They make a line. I just dunk on them for like 30 minutes. <laughs> hey. Hey, that stuff is fun, man. You get, hey. you get a little rush out of it. Hey, but like I said, Brittany used to get mad at me. It's, and it's funny because uh shout out to Brittany Scott, because we actually uh both lived in Houston around at the same time and we went to kids' birthday parties and all that stuff. She's always like, man. Jason, I used to always be mad at you. I'm like, for what? It was a good team. You you handled all the administrative stuff, and I did all the the leg work, so it worked out. Yeah. She's like, yeah, yeah, you right, you right. Yeah, the kids like it when you when you when you interact with them. Though they they, they look forward to it. I mean, I had I had kids even asking their mamas, even when you dunking on them, yeah. They, I had kids asking their mamas, can Mr. Jason be my godfather? I'm like, well, chill out. Y'all doing so <laughs> Y'all doing way too much. Out, Tito. Yeah. Nah. That ain't happening, boss. Jay Wright, so, anything else you want to get to, man? Nah, I just I just reminisce about Sal because I had a completely different experience, man. I think I worked for a different company, man, because I had – you had Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look. <laughs> So there are there are certain sites and yeah. certain demographics that warrant having a a male presence. So you are mm-hmm. tall, you know. So your aura and your presence can be felt. <laughs> and some of them, the boys, I mean, the boys and the women didn't always didn't always work, right? Yeah, because yeah. half the time they're in single house, single parent homes. Uh-huh. And so they're talking back to mom. They already don't listen to mom. There's not that male presence. So I my observation was is we always got a little bit better traction when we had a male handing out the, the discipline, but also doing the interaction. Uh-huh. I get it. That's that's part that's part of why you got that short straw. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say that's the same type of stuff you tell me on the phone call on the way to the school, too. You hear me gassed up to get over there. Hey. Hey, you know but what? to be fair, Jarvis, <laughs> South, South Boulevard, we was doing numbers, though. We had a bunch yeah, of kids. Was. I had hella kids at South yeah. Boulevard, man. So I had, really, I, with me and Brittany, really wasn't enough. Yeah. <laughs> but, right. but shake. Look, I was showing when I showed the South Boulevard, I'm like, okay, vacation day. And then, then Leah, Leah would have a task. A task list for me of stuff to do, and I'm like, I'm here. Look, I just left Marydale. I had a kid tell me they had two pit bulls named Beyonce and Cocaine. I'm here to enjoy myself today. You're not gonna steal my joy, nah. Uh-uh. Nah, and when you used to go to South Boulevard, did you used to go to that special that special class? Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, yeah. I went. I, I got to South Boulevard too early one time. And That's I was worse. sitting in the room, and it was—I didn't realize that was a special ed class. Man, I seen some oh. stuff up in there, bro. They was uh, that one kid. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember his name, but I know he came to summer camp the following year. He just took off running one day, like Man. like out in the neighborhood. <laughs> and it wow. was like. They said, Jason, are you gonna go get him? I said, uh uh-uh, uh, school's still going on. That's y'all responsibility. It's not mine. They're like, well, he's supposed to go to after school care. I was like, uh-uh. His mama gonna be mad at y'all, not at me. <laughs> he's supposed to be in school. And this kid was just running through the neighborhood. They had to call the police. It was wild. And then they was like, hey, so can we still sign him up for after school care? I said, y'all need to call his parents. <laughs> <laughs> this is an issue. <laughs> 
We have a runner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, was pin, they was trying to pin a loose child on me, man. Like, nah, I'm not on duty. Don't let them pin a loose cannon on you. Uh-uh. Runners make me nervous. Yeah, man. That 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 boy, I mean, I hope he's a productive citizen, man, because I had I had a soft spot for him, but he had some issues, man. Yeah. Hey, some man. Issues. Them kids do pull in your heartstrings, man. But speaking of, you know, heartstrings, I had to think about to one last thing. So, uh, like I said, I was Ed's protege, and I took the initiative to try to throw the livest basketball tournament in YMCA history. You remember this, Ed? You remember this? <laughs> <laughs> this tournament that was fun. I tried to get every AAU team in the state, and we ended up getting like all the local cats and everything. And uh, yeah, it was just it was just the most hood YMCA tournament ever. Like it it was, man. The referees pulling a gun. When then the referee pull a gun on another referee. Am I lying? Am I am I thinking this correctly? Was this <laughs> allegedly? Allegedly. allegedly. Yeah. I don't I don't remember that. <laughs> I don't recant. I don't remember that. I do remember in our adult league referee at the at one of the other gyms. Oh yeah. He went and got his gun. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Look, look, man. Shout look out to it. the Baton Rouge YMCA yeah. system, man. And, and told me you gotta put you gotta throw together the tournament. Everybody that was in your spot before put together the basketball tournament. It's your turn. So I was like, I'm swinging for the fences, man. I'm trying to get all the big dogs. I'm trying to get everybody in. And we had a nice little turnout, man. But once I got to set the, at the scores table, they was like, you might want to come outside. I was like, oh, I'm going to get fired, man. I done brought the wrong element up in here. I had the instrumentals playing on the speakers. The the, the, the every hood song you could think of, I had the instrumental playing on the speakers. I said, "I got these people too rowdy, man. I got them too man. rowdy." Man, well, before we get out of here, I do want to say, man, people always ask me, uh, "What's my favorite job I've ever had?" And I always tell people it was being the camp counselor at the YMCA, and they always be like, "Well, why don't you still do it?" I was like, "Well, I ain't making enough money." <laughs> <laughs> But it still is my favorite job, though, man. And it's I say all that relative to where you are in life, right? That is, man. At that time, it was enough money to get by, so it worked. But I tell people, man, I think everybody should at one point in time, if if you're a a stable person that you could do, I think everybody should work with kids at least once, man. Like, oh yeah, you I, get a great I, appreciation for the world, man, and you get you see get you see people with different backgrounds. Like, it's a very rewarding job, and it'll humble yourself real quick too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't agree more, man. But shout shout out to you, Edric. Um, I I know at times we we gave you some headaches, but you always stuck with us. You believed in us. Now we out here being productive citizens in the world, trying to yeah. trying to be some 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 examples to a new generation, man. So well, shout we, out to you, my man. Anymore, so sending kids home to, to the wrong 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 set of uh. <laughs> uh, uh Hey, why are you bringing up old stuff? <laughs> I I'm having another opportunity to do it. <laughs> I forgot about that, man. No, I ain't forget about that. That was, that was that was a traumatic experience. I remember I called my mama that day. I was like, "Mom, I done sent somebody's kids to the wrong household. <laughs> I don't know how this happened." She's like, "If I was you, I'd fire your ass." <laughs> uh, uh, I said, "Man." 
But mm-hmm. that's another story time another day, man. I'm another story. Gotta pull yeah. that one, man. Jay Wright, you got anything before we get out of here? Nah, I, mean, I just want to tell Ed we appreciate him. Uh, it was good catching up, you know, and uh, yeah, like I said, this is a big bro, this mentor right here. Like, I learned a lot from Ed, and I still use and implement a lot of that stuff today. And like Kel said, working with working with kids, I commend everybody that's doing it now, you know, and everybody that has been in that position. You know how it is. It's uh, it's definitely rewarding at times. But it could be tough, be tough as hell, you know. So, like I said, Ed threw me a couple of bones here and there, helped me out, threw me a cougar that didn't have text messages on her cell phone playing, but it, it all worked out at the end. <laughs> well, before we get Andrew in trouble, let's go ahead and get up out of here. Uh, that concludes episode <laughs> 74 K College you, with your boy Jay <laughs> and your boy Jay Wright. And we out. Ah! Now, young man, you can send me 50 text messages in two days. <laughs> man, if you hating on anybody, you need to stop that shit. I called Chip off the rip. What's out? Swap that shit. Savage Life 6 in the mix. You better cop that shit. Man, quit hollering. It's coming quick. and go and drop that shit. Man, to the bubble. <laughs>